Hey everyone, thanks for joining me once again. This is Josh Taylor from K9 Education here on the CE Podcast. So today I want to talk about jumping. Everyone's been talking to me about what to do. It's not working. Um, you know, they come to see us and they say they've tried everything. Um, it, it's it's one of those things that seem basic and it is to a degree, but at the same time, it could be challenging as we see a lot of people still have difficulties with with this, which is considered basic. You know, when it comes to jumping, it's it's considered basic. Um, excitement plays a big role in this, right? So depending on how excited your dog is, but let's get down to a few things that are super important when it comes to the jumping. I've gotten a lot of uh, questions and comments about talking about jumping, but also other bad habits um, that I would consider as like basic manners. So I know that I can't talk about everything in one podcast. So maybe we'll call this like series one. Okay. When it comes to manners. So um, when it comes to that jumping, all right, here are a few things, a few strategies that are the most important. Once again, it comes down to the humans. Okay. We want to make sure that when we are having guests over, that they actually listen to you. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. And we all have one. And, you know, I'm, no hate, okay? I have, I have family members, too, who just don't listen to direction. Um, nonetheless, uh, they're so lovable, and they just want to <laughs> spread their love. They see our dog, and they're just you know, infatuated and it's like, you know, that high pitched scream and they just have to say hello in the worst way possible. <laughs> okay. But it's like, it's like, it's like grandma and grandpa picking up your kids and loading them with candy and spoiling them. And then they come home and it's like, why don't I get that same treatment? Well, you know, so it, it, you know, at least that's what my my uh, my parents do with my kids okay <laughs> so to to get back to that when you do have your guests over it's so important that you ask them to completely ignore your dog okay we're not trying to be mean we're just trying to get our pup to not get too excited our dog is already going to get excited the moment that you they, they walk in the door we want to just try and um make that process a little bit easier to, to manage, okay? So uh, they come in, they're ignoring our dog. If we have a real big time jumper, I mean a real big time jumper, like we're scared of them accidentally. If you find that your dog is, let's say, jumping on a child or a nephew or a niece that comes over and we're scared, then this would tell me that we should absolutely either have kind of like a pen area or some form of um, some form of uh, you know leash, drag leash. A drag leash is just simply a nylon leash that you put on, preferably maybe at least five to ten minutes before your guest comes over. Like change it up. We don't want the pattern to associate like you know you put on the leash and someone's coming. That'll just trigger excitement on its own. Um, and of course, you know, if picking up the leash already excites your dog, well, that's a whole other story, but nonetheless, using the leash will at least help you control those outbursts. So, you know, the little four-year-old nephew doesn't get trampled on. Um, but here is the key. Okay. So let's just talk about adults right now. 
So adult comes in, adult is ignoring your dog. Your dog starts jumping on them. You know, we have, what have I heard over the years? Um, give the dog a good yank. Um, you know, knee the dog in the chest really hard so they won't do it again. Um, turn around and ignore the dog. Uh, you know, all these forms of, of strategies, okay, to, to fix or to fix, to, to try to manage the, the jumping. Um, and here's the thing. The strategy on what you react to doesn't really matter. Okay. And so let me just clarify on that. Okay. I'm not saying use an aversive method. That's obviously not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is, you know, you have to focus on the win here. You have to focus on something like, but on the ground equals affection. Okay. And so don't hyper focus so much on what you do for the quote unquote correction. Okay. So don't focus on that. So uh, let me give you an example. Um, my friend comes over. I'm like, okay, my dog's a jumper. My friend coming over is not a fan of dogs. So just telling them to turn around and ignore the dog is going to be probably pretty difficult. So, um, you know, they might be a little, you know, uh, wishy-washy about that. So I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to put the leash on. Knock, knock. Someone comes to the, my, my friend comes to the door. I go, I already have the leash on. I have my dog in my hand, in the leash. When I go ahead and I open the door, I immediately start backing up. I know who it is, right? It's my friend. So I open the door. I say, hey, come on in. And then with my leash, I just start, you know, um, coaxing my dog back over to me. Now, here is where, you know, the patients come in. All right. Our person is standing at the door. They're like, oh, my gosh, your dog is so excited. Yada, yada, yada. So we want to basically hold this position for at least two hours. Okay. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. All right. It's my my all time joke. Anyone that knows me who takes my training courses, I, I at least throw one of those um, uh, in, in the package. So <laughs> I had to say it. But no, when they come in, I hold back with my dog. I'm not yanking him. I'm just standing there holding the leash. Think of this like a pre-Mac principle, okay? Temptation. We're simply waiting until our dog is relatively calm. I understand we have someone standing there as well, and they can become impatient. So you know, when you do ask these friends to come over, try to pick people who are willing to actually help you a bit. Okay. Hey, you know, I'll, I'll open a bottle of wine. Why don't you come over? Uh, but I'm going to need you for a few minutes. <laughs> okay. It's, it's, you know, I'm sure friends will more, most likely love to help you. Okay. So when finally I see, uh, you know, my dog has, has calmed down slightly. I'm going to go ahead and take one step forward. Odds are is at the moment I take that step forward, my dog is excited again. Okay? Don't be shy to stop. The idea here is to try to get over to that human as relatively calm as possible. Okay? So when you get over there, let's just say three minutes went by. Yeah, and if you time this, it will be three minutes or five minutes, and it'll feel like an hour. When... Our dog finally gets over to the human. Again, repeat 
please just ignore him for a second. The dog is going to do everything in their power for you to pet. Okay? And this is where that impulse control comes in. The idea here is that they must wait. And then the moment either the butt goes on the ground or we see a, a very clear signal that our dog is understanding what we're asking, they can go ahead and start to pet calmly. So I would say like, okay, just, you know, a few strokes p- calmly, please. Now you have to understand something. Okay. They're children. Okay. Our dogs are children. The moment you let go of uh, uh, the moment you stop petting, they will jump on you. Okay. Or on your guest. So get ready to back up again. The moment that that jump happens. Okay. Once again, we jump uh, they, they jump up, we back up, we coax them over to us, and then we rinse and repeat this process, okay? It's not going to happen on the first time, like to the T, okay? It's not even going to happen on the second time. The idea here is practice, okay? That means you can do this, you can do this on walks. You can do this when people come over. Um, you know, there's so many different ways that you can uh, utilize this technique, all right. So it's 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 honestly at the end of the day, um, a very basic technique to use. But a lot of people, again, they focus on the correction. They focus on the knee or the ignoring or, you know, like I'll, I'll give you a good example. When I say ignore the dog, I find a lot of people take it to the extreme. So they're ignoring the dog and getting eaten alive. OK, that's not what ignoring means. Okay, if you're getting eaten alive, meaning the dog is scratching you and nipping you, the idea is to not just continue to stand there. Okay, no trainer means that when you're getting like eaten. Okay, so you ignore you, you know, you pivot, you try to, you know, remain calm. But obviously, if you are getting hurt, um, then obviously, you know, tell the owner or, you know, if I am the owner and I'm the one getting eaten alive, then, you know, I'm putting my dog somewhere else for a moment. Okay. A lot of people want to know what to do in that instance, you know, like, should I do this or should I do that? The idea here is that you want to continue to have the relationship you have, but you don't necessarily want to do anything aversive and you don't need to. Your dog is just excited. That's why it's happening. They're having a hard time regulating. Okay. So you can easily just put your dog somewhere else for a couple of seconds and then retry. Put your dog somewhere else for a couple of seconds, retry. And then when you get the behavior you're looking for, you reward. Okay. Think about it in the sense of children. Because at the end of the day, the closest thing. I find at least my analogies, my, my life experiences is that it's a, it's a very, it's very, it's very close. Both of those, um, uh, those entities, dogs and children, especially like toddler level. Um, I mean, I would say that that's like a lot of the same brain activity. Okay. As a dog. Okay. So very simple, logical, basic. Okay. That those are the three things Simple, logical, basic, okay? So dog is jumping, all right? Or your child is doing something that, you know, we don't like. With the child, we can explain, we can talk, we can bring them somewhere and we can explain to them, like, listen, you have to calm down. This is not okay, or whatever, 
right? We can't necessarily do that with the dog. We have to let them regulate. So putting your dog somewhere else or even just, you know, again, let's take this under the impression that the owner, you, the pet parent is the one getting nipped and bitten and jumped on. And stepping on the leash to just kind of hold off and wait or, um, you know, ignoring and bobbing and weaving just isn't working and you're getting eaten alive. It's time to take a little break. After this break, you're going to go ahead. You're going to get your dog. You're going to put them back in the same situation. So whatever that was, why was your dog so excited? Is it because he said hi or whatever? Whatever it was, you're going to recreate that scenario. You don't get the behavior you want. I want you to once again just take a small little break, five seconds, then go ahead and bring them back into the picture. And you're going to rinse and repeat this until finally they do it right. Okay, like children, they love the appreciation that when we're happy, when we're excited, when they do something right. Um, I think every time my son does something right where he knows I'll be proud of him, he says, you know, something along the lines of like, you know, daddy, are you proud? Daddy, are you happy? You know, it's like, yes, of course I'm happy. Like, I'm proud of you. You know, like you're, you're great. You're awesome. So they are a lot like this. And it's pretty clear, don't you think? I mean, seriously, if you look at your dog, if your dog does something and they don't look at you with that, like, I did it, right? And they're not, you know, then, then, then there's something missing. The link, the relationship between, between the two of you is, is missing, okay? Anyone who has a relationship out there with their dog, they know what I'm talking about. The dog does something that you've been working on and they kind of give you that face like, look, I did it. And we're so happy. We're so excited. Like that's how um, that's how it's done. That's how training is done. OK, so you want to focus on the positives. It's always been about the positives. Stop focusing so much on what you, you know, need to correct, so to speak, or 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 you know, um, what we don't want, start focusing on what you want. All right. This is honestly like training one oh one. Okay. Um, and I, I, I seriously follow this in almost every aspect of dog training. Okay. And I always look at what my client, for example, is telling me is a problem and I always ask them, like, you know, how do you think, how, how do you feel about that? What do you think your dog is thinking? Do you think your dog is happy? Um, and, you know, these might be funny questions, but it makes every time we have these conversations, I notice that my clients start to realize or they pick up on something that they didn't necessarily pick up before. This is why talking about it, right? It helps. Um, and so, I just want you to understand that, you know, when, when you figure out why your dog is actually jumping on you, what's the most common reason? Because my dog wants affection because my dog wants me. Okay. So the idea here is that what do we want our dog to do when he wants you or she, sorry. Um, we, you know, we want our dog to sit Okay, great. So if we want our dog to sit, then what do we have to do? We have to get the dog into that position. We should not be petting our dog or talking to them when they aren't sitting, especially like, you know, let's say when we come through the door. Um, 
by all means, you need to make sure everyone in the household is on the same page. If you have one person allowing the jumping and the other is trying to do sit, it's not even that you're not going to get there. It just it's going to take much longer and you're going to be scratching your head wondering like what's going on. Make sure that everyone is on the same page, that you have a, a, a foolproof plan. It's like, OK, this is what we're going to do when we have guests over. Um, this is what we're going to do when we come in. Uh, and we will absolutely do our best to only give our dog the affection and the attention when we see the behavior we're looking for. When you do this and you are consistent about it, it will get better. Of course, there are exceptions. We have dogs with high anxiety. We have dogs, um, you know, there, there's, there's many, many things out there. It could be mental disabilities where it takes a little bit longer or, um, you know, we need something else to kind of help us, like maybe uh, something calming, uh, hemp treats, uh, who knows, okay? But the idea here is to make sure that you focus on the positive, all right? That's, that's the big one. That's number one. Number two, the guests that are coming over are listening to you. Okay, that's number two. Number three, something that you could be, um, that I think is really, really important when it comes to guests coming over. Don't be shy to take breaks. Don't be shy to take your dog for a little bit of active rest or even giving them a bully stick or whatever, okay, and putting it, you know, in their playroom or in their cage or whatever, but just away from the guests. This could be used in so many different ways. You could use this with, um, uh, let me give you an example. Uh, so maybe you have a dog who's very fearful. Okay, I know I'm already kind of going away from jumping, but let's just say, let's say I have a dog who's very fearful. Taking a break, having the dog not necessarily with those people full time is, is, is perfectly fine. Everyone thinks like, oh, I feel bad for the dog, but no, no. Here's a good one. You know how many dogs I hear about where things are going well? The, the people are over, everything is great, and then near the end, the dog freaks out or the dog reacts. You know, the dog could just be overstimulated. The cup is full, okay? You just need to take breaks. So proactively, don't be shy to take a break. Let's say you have a really horrible jumper and he's actually doing not too bad. You're like, oh my gosh, he's doing great. And you know... That after dinner, when everyone gets up to like go to the living room or whatever, that this is probably going to get your dog a little wired up. Now, you could, of course, use this as another training exercise. That's perfectly fine. I'm not saying you can't. What I'm saying, though, is sometimes maybe it's actually better. He did really great today. Let's give him a little break. Let's give him a Kong with his meal, you know, stuffed inside and put it in the cage or put it into the pen or wherever you can, you know, in your office where he can just chill or she can just chill and not necessarily have to, um, uh, you know, deal with the guests for that span of time that, you know, he or she is eating. I think it's so important, all right, to have active rest for them to, um, to, to just, you know, empty that cup a little bit, okay? So the interactive toys can help with that, all right? Um, does that make sense? I hope it does, you know, um, there's a lot of like what 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 about this or ifs and buts and you know so I'm just trying to give you like the basic version of jumping. Um, you know what you could do though, 
CE podcast uh, at k9education.ca. You could email me. Um, and if you have like specific jumping questions, then maybe when we make a, you know, a jumping 2.0 or we get into um, other things in the manners editions, I could just kind of start off by what the questions were from our last manners edition. Okay. So we're going to count, we're going to call this uh, jumping manners edition, I guess, or something along those lines. Um, and, you know, throughout the, 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 the year of the podcast, we're going to have different type of manner edition podcasts come out, um, depending on, uh, you know, what, what you want, what you want to hear. Okay. Um, so I hope, uh, I hope you enjoyed that. I thought it was a, it was a, a fun little podcast, especially when I get that question probably more often than not. Even though I do deal with a lot more fear and aggression, um, I still do get a lot about the common jump. Uh, and so, yeah, so let me know what you think, okay? And uh, please, if you haven't yet, please rate me uh, and the podcast. It helps us so much. Um, and please, feedback is is so important. I want to uh, get better and, um, you know, hopefully I, I help uh, anyone who's listening out there. All right. Well, thank you so much. Josh Taylor here from CE Podcast. And thank you so much once again for tuning in. Um, I really couldn't do this without you. I love what I do. I love spreading knowledge. And um, you out there, you're, you're awesome. All right. Thanks a lot. Ciao.